Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 16th of June. We start with breaking news this morning and the US Central Bank has just announced its largest interest rate increase in close to 30 years as inflation continues to skyrocket in America amid ongoing shortages of key items. Authorities have raised the official rate by 0.75 percentage points, the biggest increase since 1994. His Federal Reserve Chair, Jerome Powell. We at the Fed understand the hardship that high inflation is causing. We're strongly committed to bringing inflation back down and we're moving expeditiously to do so. We have both the tools we need and the resolve that it will take to restore price stability on behalf of American families and businesses. So what does the interest rate rise in the US mean for Australia and our inflation and interest rates? Joining us now for his expert analysis is Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. How concerned should we be about this big jump this morning in rates in the US? Well, I think in many ways it's a bit of a worry because the Reserve Bank of Australia actually has a history of actually copying the Fed. So the Fed raised by 0.5% um, last month. We then followed by 0.5%. So the big question is, could they do it here? Uh, it's a good question. I don't think they will, Tash. I, I think our inflation rate is a lot lower than the US and therefore another 0.5% rate rise would scare the pants off us and actually help the Reserve Bank do what it wants to do. And that is to scare us, to stop us from spending. We saw Philip Lowe speak out uh, earlier this week saying that he thinks inflation is going to hit 7% by Christmas. Do you think that will happen and then we will have to see them increase rates? Yeah, I I think we will probably see a a 7% inflation number uh, and and that's why I think another 0.5% interest rate rise is on the cards. As I say, I don't think a 0.75% is justified here, but certainly 0.5% I could see... uh, 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 Reserve Bank boss doing that on the basis that it's, it's a stitch in time that might save nine. One, one big one again could actually stop inflation in its tracks and that would mean interest rates don't have to rise as high as some people have been predicting. We've also seen massive effects on the stock market both here and in the US over the last couple of days and the increase in interest rates and concerns about a possible recession are already hitting consumer confidence. Exactly right. We saw consumer confidence uh, fall to a level that we haven't seen since the recession of 1990. Now, in actual fact, when the pandemic meant we're all locked down, we couldn't go to work, that was the worst ring in, in decades. But got away from that unusual thing when you know, the economy is locked down, that recession of 1990... It brought consumer confidence levels that we're seeing right now, which means that Reserve Bank's effort to scare us is actually working. It's a rocky road ahead. Peter, thanks so much for your analysis. Pleasure. Meantime, there's been mixed reviews after the Fair Work Commission's decision to increase the minimum wage for Australians to keep up with rising inflation. Australians on the minimum wage will be around $40 a week better off, with the official figure increasing to 5.2%. But many small businesses are concerned they'll be under even more pressure, with some warning they may be forced to close their doors as costs and overheads continue to increase and stock shortages continue. But economist Nikki Hunt has told Channel 10 
it's time for a change. When you think wages are about a third of your bill, it's not a huge amount. Um, obviously, when businesses are struggling with energy prices and other rising costs, it doesn't necessarily help. But if you look at the profit share of, of the economy over the last 10 years versus the wages share, it's definitely time that that balance was, was switched a little bit in favour of wages. We're being warned the high cost of many fresh food items will continue for at least the next few months. Floods, cost of power, fuel and staff shortages are behind a jump in prices. But Ash Saladini from the National Farmers Federation is confident things will improve in the midterm. Overall, um, it has been a good growing season, so some substitutability is probably the way to go. The other big issue is around workforce shortages, not just on farm, but across the supply chain. So we've had the food supply chain disrupted significantly and that's also led to shortages, and that's something we can fix through, for example, migration and an agricultural visa. Millions of residents across the country are being warned to prepare for potential mass power outages as our energy crisis continues. Late yesterday, the New South Wales Treasurer, Matt Keane, asked Sydney residents to reduce power usage between 5.30 and 8pm last night, and Sydney hospital staff were urged to conserve electricity in all non-clinical settings. In an unprecedented move, the Australian energy regulator, AEMO, has suspended the spot market for wholesale electricity and has now taken control of the national grid. Here is the CEO, Daniel Westerman. This decision was made because it was impossible to operate the system under current conditions while ensuring reliable, secure supply of electricity to Australian homes. Today, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese and Energy Minister Chris Bowen will hold an emergency meeting with industry and union leaders to discuss the ongoing emergency. And Queensland, New South Wales, WA, Tasmania and the ACT have all decided to scrap face masks at airports from this weekend. The federal government's main health committee made the recommendations to ease mask restrictions at a meeting earlier this week. Travellers will still need to wear a mask on planes, except when eating or drinking. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. Firstly, to New South Wales and a major overhaul for the state's early childhood education system, with the Premier Dominic Perrottet announcing plans for universal pre-kindergarten. Our reporter, Sasha Barbagat, has the details from Sydney. Dominic Perrottet is calling this one of the biggest reforms in a generation, Tash. This month's upcoming state budget will set aside $5.8 billion over the next 10 years to introduce an extra year of schooling. Pre-kindergarten will be in place from 2030 with children aged four to attend five days a week and while it won't be compulsory, uptake is expected to be high. There are hopes it'll help turn around the state's lagging education standards and help kids better prepare for school. Victoria has followed suit meantime with Premier Daniel Andrews announcing his state will also introduce the reform to early childhood learning. Now to Victoria, where new classes are being rolled out to primary school students in the state, teaching them about safe sexting. Our reporter James Lake in Melbourne says it comes after concerning research found children are now sharing explicit content through online games. The program's being rolled out by Sexual Health Victoria, Tash, with a specific focus on teaching students how to socialise safely on the internet. The program will cover things like asking for consent before sending someone an explicit image and how to manage privacy online. Educators say the program will also help both parents and students with their lingering questions about sharing sexual content. (laughs) 
Sport Now with Brett Thomas and Brett. The Socceroos have arrived back in Sydney, but their feet have barely touched the ground after booking their spot after that incredible performance earlier this week in the World Cup. Yes, good morning, Tash. Uh, our heroes have returned. Among them, Andrew Redmayne, who went from being virtually anonymous outside of football circles to almost a household name now, a life-changing penalty shootout against Peru, coming on as the sub and, and now compared to a grey wiggle because of his dancing antics in he explained some of those antics when they arrived home in Sydney last night. In my head, I was kind of looking at penalties and routines and little things that players and other opposition players can do to disrupt and what best practice I could impart. And you know, I was kind of hoping it wouldn't come to that, but it did. I, I felt I was well prepared for it. And the funny thing is, we might not see him too often uh, at the World Cup with Matt Ryan, the first choice Ooh. goalkeeper, and our captain as well. Surely the grey wiggle has to make a long-awaited return, though. Well, if there are penalties, and you'd bet that uh, Redmayne would be brought back on. Absolutely. To AFL now, Brett, and uh, big star Bailey Smith is expected to learn his fate today after the AFL completed its investigation into his drug scandal. Yes, the 21-year-old Bulldog star was interviewed by integrity officers on Tuesday. He's likely to be handed a two-game ban for conduct unbecoming. Dogs coach Luke Beveridge hopes to see the end to the matter. I haven't spoken to him, just giving him his space and, and some peace. Yeah, and I, I couldn't tell you how it went because it's a obviously pretty sensitive, and the AFL have got to you know make a, a concerted decision, and that's uh, the best for everyone really for the game as much as Bailey and. We've got a blockbuster to kick off around 14 tonight. It is the Blues and the Tigers who are without Dustin Martin, but they regain Tom Lynch, and he could come up against the Blues' first gamer. Sam Durden only arrived as a mid-season draftee 15 days ago. He is in for Caleb Marchbank, who has a knee injury. Coach Michael Voss is confident the ex-Roo is ready. But in the end, I just want him to go out there and back himself in. He's been exposed to this level before. He knows what it's about, and we expect you to go out there and, and put in a really strong show. There should be another big crowd at the MCG tonight. Absolutely. And talking about people not being fit for games, South Sydney's coach has declared one of its superstars won't be right to go for Origin 2. Yeah, that's right. We've got uh, NRL tonight, round 15, uh, kicking off in Wollongong. It is St George at home to South Sydney. The Bunnies without Latrell Mitchell. Now, he got out of COVID ISO only on Monday. Before that, hasn't played since round five due to a hamstring injury. New South Wales, of course, hoping he'd return in time to help keep the series alive against Queensland. Origin 2 toward the end of this month. But his coach, Jason Dimitru, says he won't be ready. It's not about whether he's playing Origin or he's playing for us. It's about whether he's fit to play rugby league at NRL level, let alone origin level, and he's not. If he had a broken arm and it was six weeks, we wouldn't be asking these questions at five weeks. And Blues duo Katoni Staggs and Daniel Tupo have pledged their allegiance to state over country. They were also picked in Tonga's squad to face New Zealand in a test match. That would be 24 hours before Origin 2 in Perth. So both of them have said they'd rather play for the Blues. Brett, thanks so much. Thank you, Tash. Scientists say they've discovered the fastest growing black hole of the past 9 billion years. It's more than 500 times bigger than the supermassive black hole at the centre of our own galaxy and consumes the equivalent of one Earth per second. The international team of astronomers, led by Australians, made the incredible discovery when searching for stars in the Milky Way. How cool is that? And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. Stay safe and we'll see you tomorrow.
Kirstner.